from our short break for the third episode of our season three premiere uh, seems like it was one, only yesterday yeah uh this one's titled shadows of tantis and it originally aired wednesday february 21st 2024 alongside episode one and two uh has a listed runtime of 27 minutes but comes in at 2350 without the credits and titles uh directed by Stuart lee and written by matt mitchowitz or mitchnowitz uh the synopsis reads omega and crosshair hatch a daring plan Oh, we talk about the, uh, that little star Wars opening that we get now with all the new Disney star Wars, nothing new this season. That's no, I don't believe so. Well, I didn't include it. This is yeah, uh, just the standard, uh, flash of droids. And yeah. Troopers yeah. And, but, uh, in this one, again, similar to, uh, the first episode, we open on a wide shot of Mount Tantus shrouded in shadows. And again, inside a room, we find Omega sitting quietly in the darkness, holding her cobbled together Tuka doll. She sighs and then places the doll down and stands and waits for Emery Carr. So at this point, she's following schedule. Like, I mean, she knows Emery's about to be here. And so she's standing waiting. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do though? Yeah. Did we ever go back to the window? Do we get another sense of uh, time in this one? Not in this one. I don't, no. I didn't think we did. No. But uh, moments later, the door slides open and Emery Carr enters wishing Omega a good morning before telling her that they have much to do. And leading onward with Omega in tow. Gee, not familiar at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make their way down a hallway, and it's flooded with stormtroopers and commandos in full gear. Uh, near an elevator shaft, uh, a clone assassin stands watch as commandos escort Crosshair and other clone prisoners out. And once past, the clone assassin enters the elevator for an unknown destination. Uh, we haven't seen this type of clone since the last it's, season. It's an interesting thing, because they it's only this this scene... We don't see any more of this person no, and it's, they, they hold on him for a minute and then he goes in the elevator and that's the last we see him. And the, the, the scene is, it's from further back than that. So he's quite, he's a lot oh, yeah. smaller in the, in the, the episode. I missed it till you guys screenshotted. I had almost forgotten that he was there. Um, I saw a thing today. You want to talk about it now? Um, yeah, we can. Cause we haven't seen this type of clone since last. No, season, no. Episode and, seven and eight. That's right. Uh, when they did. Uh, a, another clone assassin killed clone trooper slip and then attempted to kill Senator Chuchi, but failed. That's right. And he would end his own life with one of those electro shock. Yeah. 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 In his mouth. Gum jobbies, yeah. Yeah. The last time we would see him is in episode eight when uh, Rex is basically saying, look, this is a new type of clone and his numbers all scrubbed and it's been a thread that's dangled since. We had the line from Hemlock in episode one talking about plans for crosshair, yes. except he was resistant to re-education. Then in episode two, we have just the goggles and no body. Uh, I read a thing just today. Uh, there's a, a fan theory that says this might actually be tech. And now yeah. it's like, is this tech uh, re-educated? Re-educated uh, and 
painful. I mean, that that hurts. I mean, great tech is alive and we'll do the you, it tech it's us you know us don't help don't hurt us or something like that but it it's i mean I'm isn't that more of just like crosshair it's us don't hurt us yeah so. yeah <laughs> yeah i mean you know not to put too fine a point on it but yeah it's, it's just, a little bit of a hat on a hat it's a cool theory i mean it would be tragic oh because like we all like tech is so endearing i mean the the assassin in the previous episode was there for a reason we saw the assassin because they were trying to yeah. kill somebody yeah just showing this person mm-hmm. getting on an elevator means they have more of them. There's right. Nothing is, everything's on purpose. Yeah, absolutely. This was for sure. Uh, they deliberate. on it for some reason. Yeah. 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 And we do get a cleaner shot of him in the trailer. In the trailer. That's right. right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Past that. That's all we get for now. So I, I'm excited and nervous at the same time that, that it might be tech. Could mm. it be Ventress? I had said no, that as well, but so. uh Yeah based on the trailer and the armor she's sporting later on yeah i don't think so we don't get ventress in this episode but while we're on the subject of ventress mm-hmm. if we're going to get asajj ventress are we going to get quinlan voss because we know quinlan voss was active in uh, in the the path um getting the the four sensitive people away from the empire mm-hmm. it could so be cool gonna, are we going to interact with that path before the season's done that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Like running into people like uh, Tala uh, Dureth. Mm-hmm. I would be down for something like that. Yeah. Past this, we catch up again with Omega following uh, Emery, who makes her way to the medical bay. And as Omega sits on the bed, she asks, why are there so many troopers around? But Gar says she's not certain. And Omega questions, why wouldn't you know? But she replies in a stern tone that the doctor will inform her if necessary. Mm. And Carr proceeds to take Omega's blood sample just as Dr. Hemlock and Nala Say enter the room and inform Emery that an unexpected guest is arriving. And Nala Say and the doctor will be indisposed until he departs. He tells Carr that she is responsible for running the lab until then, and she agrees and notes that she will start testing the latest samples. Nala Say tries to delay the sample testing, citing that she will do it on her return, but Hemlock notes Dr. Carr is capable of doing it, and she should start now. Just then, a commando enters the room, and Hemlock asks if everything is ready for their guest's arrival. <laughs> Our guest. Yeah. <laughs> it just occurred to me now, looking at this uh, this medical device that they're using to take the samples, mm. um, looks an awful lot like the data spike from uh, last season. Oh. Remember the data spike? The rod that they were... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it's the same. Maybe. Might be. Did anybody have any compunctions about who the guest was? Did you, I mean. Well, he kind of hints at it, right? Were you surprised at all? A little bit. You were. I wasn't. I mean, as soon as it said guest, it was, it could only be one person that attracts that much attention. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Unless it's Vader. Well, th- so that is another option. Um, it wasn't the first thing I thought of, though. I, I definitely thought it was the Emperor was, oh, the Emperor's coming here. Mm. Or Tarkin. Mm. oh yeah it was tarkin that involved in all the scientific stuff he was like he's so beside the i you know that's that is a thing that you get from uh uh and or i think is that the the, the divisions were kept pretty separate i so, do like the i feel the like notion. he's on the board of directors if you know what i mean like, i do yeah i absolutely do he's in the he's part of the inner circle yeah um, he was at the uh, the meeting when they stormed the base at the end of last. Yeah, episode. yeah, yeah. What I like about this episode, I don't know if you're going to cover this much, Andy, but we get to the part where um, 
Hemlock is basically trying to cement his future within the empire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that. The, po- the political machinations. Yeah. Don't Angry choke on your guy. aspirations. <laughs> Director. <laughs> Sarah says uh, Emperor Palpatine and the Imperial Royal Guards were very cool to see. I would love to see the Royal Guards in action. Okay. Yeah, so Sarah, Sarah makes a great point. I mean, the, the Imperial Guard, when we were young, Hank, remember mm-hmm. they were they were taunted as being this like elite force. The elite force. And then yep. finally, you know, Yoda walks in the room and you're like, they're gonna go. They're gonna go. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Not Yoda level. So I, look, I, I have to think that the Praetorian Guard fight from from Last Jedi is as close to, as we'll ever get. And you're probably right. And so in my head, I'm like, okay, they can all fight like that. That's cool. Well, we did get I would uh, hope so. A couple Imperial royal guards on uh mandalore they called them praetorian guard as well yeah, yeah. so they're like the next evolution another yeah. sequel trilogy and you get to fight an iteration in the uh the, the um star killer games yes quite an right. iteration of the uh yeah. Yeah, yeah. guard senate yeah. guard but i i agree with sarah i would love to see them get some form of like actual action yeah. Does anybody really think that the emperor needs bodyguards? <laughs> for sure. An illusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. They could be three Ewoks stacked on each other in a red robe. They're like matter. a holdover from the the. We saw the evolution of them too. Like in yeah. the Phantom Menace, they were the blue, the blue armored uh, yeah. Senate Senate guards. Three Jawas in a trench coat. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Emery departs with the blood samples. And Nalase approaches the console near Omega, and quietly she relays that if Emery tests her blood, she will be in danger, and she must flee the facility before it's too late. Omega asks if this is why Nalase had been destroying her samples, and Nalase confirms it. Hemlock calls to Nalase, but she further tells Omega to get to the lab and take her data pad, and using it, she should steal a shuttle and escape. Mm. But again, Hemlock calls to her, and as she walks away, she tells Omega once more, she must go, leaving Omega behind as they depart. So that, that tells me a lot of something. Like a lot of something. That tells me that, oh, like... Nalase knows full well no, what she is. Right, right. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, I got that this, as well. This sample will test positive. This will yield the results you want. That's what she's designed to do. Yeah. And, you know, like... Well, from that's, the very, you know. That tells... Then that does sort of say, right from the beginning, the Emperor knew, right from the outset of the 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 invention of the clone army that it was for his plan purpose yeah yeah yeah. but she hid the results from him knowing what would yeah 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 and it throws back to last time when uh hemlock is like well i'd hate to think that you were actively trying to hinder this yeah exactly well guess what (laughs) well and her in the you know in uh, attack of the clones being at at odds with the the prime minister Mm mm-hmm yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Omega leaves the medical bay and makes her way to uh, calmly through the hallways past various troopers and commandos. And arriving at the lab, the two commandos flag her inside and she passes through that blue light scanner again and enters. In the lab, she sees Emery testing samples and inserting her own into the centrifuge. Uh, she also eyes up Nalase's data pad. And Emery asks, is there anything Omega needs? And she fumbles out the question that Hemlock mentioned to guest, asking if she knows who it is. But Emery tells her that it's best not to ask questions. Again, there's that uh, 
indoctrination in her. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't rock the boat. Yeah. yeah. But as Omega watches the console scans the blood of another clone before cycling to the next sample, Emery asks if Omega is feeling well, but Omega remains silent. And then she tells Omega to forgo the rest of her daily tasks and go to her room for some rest. Omega agrees and moves towards the data pad, but before she can snatch it, Emery calls out to her, assuring that she can handle the things without her before turning back to her console. And finally, out of view, Omega grabs the data pad and exits the lab. Above Wayland, an Imperial uh, shuttle drops out of hyperspace, and then it is quickly flanked by four V-wings on approach to the planet. And as the shuttle touches down at the Mount Tantus base, we see hundreds of stormtroopers lining the landing platform. Again, I, I don't want to get into the weeds, but this is a little bit disappointing when we've already established in the sequel trilogy and we've, we have the animation assets. Why is he not using his, his executive class shuttle from Revenge of the Sith? Because this is a secret visit. Oh, that's a good point. Clear the, You might have to clear the executive I mean, class. Yeah, clear the shuttle so, with because they're they're going to touch back on this before the end. So does Biden. Like, I guess. Biden might not go on a spy mission in the Air Force One. Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. When you're going to the most super secret facility in the I'll empire, take that. I'll take that. Area 51, if you know. Yeah, no, you're yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'll buy that. Exegol. Well, there you. It's go. a cool looking shuttle, anyway. It is, yeah. As the ramp lowers, two Imperial Royal Guards depart ahead of the shrouded guest, which is Emperor Palpatine, mm-hmm. voiced by Ian McDermott himself. Wicked. I think he's in. I think that we won't see another. Uh, I mean, we've had what three, including Ian, uh, three, mm-hmm. four, four voice actors for the Emperor in yeah. animation. Yeah. 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 He's probably lost at this point. Yeah. Yeah. As the Emperor makes his way past the troops. Uh, he's greeted by Dr. Hemlock Nalase and a small contingent of commando troops. Uh, a quick head count tells us there are at minimum 650 stormtroopers. Oh, wow. You're platform. very ambitious to uh, pull that one out. Wow. <laughs> Rosa 25. Right? Yeah. So uh, inside the compound, Dr. Hemlock relays that they've quadrupled their objectives in record time. And the exotic matter facility has expanded, allowing for alteration and testing on much larger assets like the Zillow beast from uh, mm-hmm. episode 11 of last season. Yeah. Exotic matter. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. The emperor tells Hemlock that he will have need of these grand designs, but they are not the reason for this particular visit. And Hemlock already knows and cites, of course, project necromancer. And we last heard discussion of that in dun, chapter dun, dun, 23 of the Mandalorian. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and there it is carved in stone for us. Finally, like, yeah. Know, removing all doubt there. Like we didn't have one, but, yeah, it's definitely connecting those. I places. still like the the revelation. Like you you do there's that sense of yeah, I got it, or like, oh, I didn't think it was gonna be that. Yeah. You know, but there's always way, the outside chance that Project Necromancer was that black ops thing with the dead stormtroopers. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Hemlock then turns to a control panel and inserts his key card. And the doors slide open to reveal the hallway lined with ray shields casting a red glow across the Emperor's face. Hemlock motions before leading them down the corridor with the Imperial Guards and Nalase following behind. Elsewhere, Omega makes her way down a busy hallway with the data pad. And checking side to side, she inserts the data pad into a control panel and activates the elevator. The doors open and she retrieves the pad and enters. And a mouse droid tries to enter as well. 
but she kicks it backwards as the door closes. Boot. Yeah. <laughs> then the little right. droid runs into the door a couple more times trying to get in frustrated. I love the little kick, though. It's great. But, uh, making her way through the cell block level, uh, Omega reaches Crosshair's cell, and Crosshair asks what she's doing there, but she tells him that she's escaping and he's coming with her. Crosshair sits up on the bed and asks if she's found a weak point, but she says, no, not exactly. I'm kind of improvising. And he asks if this is a joke. And <laughs> then she tells him, no, get the guard's attention. And Crosshair scoffs, that is not a plan. But she tells him, just distract the guards before scurrying off. Reluctantly, Crosshair steps to the door and calls out to the guards. And one trooper walks to the cell door and Crosshair tells him, unlock this cell. And kind of reminiscent of Ray saying, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bindings? There's no Jedi bind trick here. But uh, the trooper questions, uh, questions this and Crosshair tells him, I was giving you an order. And the trooper chuckles and calls back to the second trooper. This clown thinks he outranks us. And the second trooper approaches the cell as well. Omega wakes her way around to the control panel and his crosshair continues to engage the guard, telling him, I'll take the blaster too. The trooper <laughs> mocks, what are you going to do then? And crosshair says, you'll see, just in time for the door to slide open. And crosshair lunges forward, grappling with the trooper. The second trooper moves to chase Omega, but turns back to crosshair and accidentally stuns the first trooper. With a blaster in his possession, crosshair stuns the second guard and drags the two stunned guards into his cell. So that's a that's a big uh, uh, a big uh, um, indicator right there because remember we we talked about that you know they're not shooting stun blasts anymore they're, no so for crosshair to stun them yeah is a is almost saying like we talked about his sense of of remorse mm. maybe he is coming back certainly so. he could click the weapon over but it the 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 use of a stun blast by the one trooper would suggest that these are unstunned at default. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Well, it'll come back in a in a little while. Here, we'll double back to that. Okay. But uh, right now, Crosshair picks up the second blaster and uh, makes his way down the hallway to Omega, and he tosses her the blaster as they rush onward. Further down the hallway, Omega puts the data pad into a console as Crosshair demands she start talking, but Omega just says, "I told you, we're escaping," and Crosshair questions, "Why now?" She tells him Nala Say said to do so, but she wasn't going to leave without him. She informs Crosshair that Nala, it was Nala Say's plan to use the data pad to find a shuttle and escape. And as they rush out of the cell block and take cover behind a uh, control tower as two stormtroopers pass by engaging in chatter, they overhear them saying it's all hands on deck until the Emperor departs, <laughs> causing Crosshair to question the validity of their uh, statement. What? <laughs> but Omega responds that she doesn't know. And Crosshair says it's just another reason that this is not the day to wing and escape. But Omega reminds him that they're past the point of reminding her about that. And she notices Crosshair's hand shake again and asks if his hand is getting worse. Uh, he says it's fine, but clearly, I'm thinking this, all the shock treatments have taken their toll. Hmm. Um, and again, you know, for a sniper, what's the worst thing you can take away? Right. I'm starting to think that the, uh, like just on top of the, uh, the heels of that tech theory, that maybe the re-education thing was turning him into one of those clone assassins. Maybe because a mm. sniper is a perfect assassin. Yeah, right? absolutely. But, uh, she checks the next control panel and finds that all the shuttles have been grounded except the emperors. 
So she suggests that they steal it, but Crosshair tells her it'll be too heavily guarded. Omega then recalls the ship that crashed there shortly after she arrived, and Crosshair asks how a crashed ship was going to help them. But she tells him that uh, if the comms are working, they can contact Hunter and Wrecker. And then asking how she expects to get outside, she tells him to follow her, and they're off. <laughs> I love his willingness to just hand her a blaster, too. It's Yeah, yeah. Here you go, kid. Yeah, yeah like, again. She's a soldier. He's fought all, against her several times, right? <laughs> yeah, but now, like, she's not leaving without him. He's squad, right? Like I mean, she has fully accepted him back in. Even even if they weren't, it's the whole like they are in a similar situation. So the enemy of my enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and but she's like that's his mentality, maybe. But she's yeah, that's never, what I mean. Yeah. She's no, she's never, never been, been there. No, no, of course not. She's yeah, always, she's like the eternal ray of sunshine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we shift back to the interior of the Tantus vault room, and uh, there oh. are glowing red lines in intricate patterns on the floor, including some Yurikitat runes underneath the four chambers closest to the front. Yeah. Uh, there are no less than uh, 23 human-sized chambers and three very large chambers in here. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Hemlock informs the Emperor that these chambers containing these specimens are well-guarded to ensure their viability for testing. So I, I, to put it all together, I guess I wondered... So I wondered what was in the the pods, the chambers, and my first thought was I immediately went to that episode of Kenobi, yeah, where and the dead Jedi, the preserved Jedi at uh, Fortress Inquisitorius, mm-hmm. yeah. And you I know thought what this makes that, me think: is that what we're looking? Do we have an image of the chamber from Rebels that, um, uh, the oh, I can't remember the Jedi. Oh my goodness, that's horrible. Uh, they lure them with a Jedi. Oh, uh, with um, uh, Barris Offie's oh, master, yeah, uh, yeah, Luminara Unduli. There it is. Thank you for the rescue. Do these chambers not remind you of that? I suppose so. Yeah, I'd like level. to see an image of that later yeah, on to see yeah, yeah, how yeah. similar because that might put the sort of the nail in the <laughs> in the glowing coffin. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, it's, it's my impression that these are probably Jedi. I wondered if perhaps the at one because my mind just goes all over the place. At first, I'm like, oh, the blood samples that they're not the blood samples, we have the clone samples, but the blood that's being introduced, right? I'm like, are they taking it from these? Yes, right. And these are force sensitive, or I I have a feeling without a doubt in my mind. I had as in my mind, I'm like, we're gonna get a big reveal on this at some point, and we're gonna see a bunch of dead Jedi generals from that scene in Revenge of the Sith when everybody was gunned down. Like Ayla Sakura, Kiati Mundi. Right. You know, like we're going to see some of those people because I'm sure. I do not think they're dead. You don't think so? No. They're, they need them alive and they need that blood not. Oh, I suppose. Pain. Yeah. They need yeah. viable, loving blood oh. samples. So whatever oh. is in there is alive. Oh. So keeping and, them in yeah. amber might be a way to just like keep them. Right. Minty mm. fresh. But these ones are not in amber. They're in no, case no, of no. light. Right. The other thing that we talked about is, are these early Strandcast Snoke bodies? So I heard that theory. That's I where my brain went so. first. My, you know, now that I look at them a little better and we talk about it a bit more, that is where my brain went first. These are all some sort of version of of Snoke. But you know, thinking about it more, um, yeah. they, they they they're not there yet. No. They're like, still trying like, to build that template to get them a Snoke. Like a functioning Stoke, Snoke doesn't exist until Ben Solo is like three, four years old. 
Yeah. So what, well, let's, let's put it all together for a second and let's add in another layer. We've got the Sith, uh, the Sith runes, the Urkitat, which yeah. we've, we've seen Urkitat. We just saw it in Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. And let's, so does that mean that these are laced with some Sith magic? Let's, yeah, I was going to say, let's add in an element of Sith sorcery. Oh, yeah. Jeepers. Could they be in, Night Sisters? Well, because I they're not all linked to these runes. Oh, Jeepers. May, is the Emperor trying, let's, let's put it all together. Let's presume for a second they are Jedi General bodies okay. that have been reanimated with Sith sorcery. And that is supposed to be one of the vessels for the Emperor. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just, I'm spitballing. I'm I'm thinking you wouldn't get blood samples though from those just because our one dude kind of turned to smoke right in uh, Ahsoka. uh, Well, that's, that's using night sister magic. Sith sorcery is something akin to, but different. Yeah. Yeah, But there appears to be some need of his original genetic uh, chain involved. Like he can't just hop into anybody. That's where the, wants that replicated M count. The medical array, uh, the, the DNA. Right. And the former medical professional in me says all the blood, the drip blood that it's added is the emperor's blood. He is. That's what I, that's what I'm saying. But if these are Jedi, then it's Jedi blood. Yeah. If these aren't, aren't various iterations of, but he does say though, okay, let's, let's go back a sec. Cause Hemlock does say in the first episode, one of them took. Yeah. But but not, it Right. So yeah, this could be the, iterations of that as well yeah yeah uh, there's a lot what did did you manage to decipher any of that urkatat uh the only characters i could actually make were a h and e uh but uh in no discernible time like if if one of them goes it could actually read health oh right but right. i couldn't get it to match up with the l and the t okay uh, but I don't know if anybody else took a swing at this uh, this week. If uh, if anybody watching knows what the uh, the Sith runes on the floor say, I'd love to love to hear what you have to say about that. Definitely Sith runes, though. Yeah, yeah. And they also they're they're just like Orbash. They read backwards, forwards, upside down, mirror. Yeah, they do. I need to dip for two seconds. Don't stop. No, of course. So we have had out there. There are the theories speculating that it could be Snoke clones. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Possibly Grogu, like uh, Sarah, Sarah had said. Yeah. Um, but I don't think so because we're still pretty close time wise to Grogu getting rescued from the temple. From the temple, wherever Keller and Beck. Yeah. Took wherever him. he took him. Yeah. Unless yeah. Keller and Beck got captured and is now, unfortunately, and Keller and Beck is one of them. Wow. What a way to bring back Ahmed Best and then nerf him. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they don't do that. No, but uh, well, we do have more to break down on this at the end of the episode with some actual count numbers. And any more, that. any more theories around the the pods? Uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb. The Xylo Beast is in the middle one. You think so? Eh? Yes, that's an interesting thought. Because there are three large chambers. Because if you look at the the markings on the outside of each one, they're exactly the same, with a column of light shooting from the middle of the that's top. True. Was the Zillow beast that they captured though? Was it was much bigger than that by it the time got, they, they it got, got knocked it. down a bit lower after they got some energy out of it? Oh, did it? It shrunk because it fit inside the star. Oh, that's right. That's right. I still think it's bigger than that though. Yeah, you jam him in there. He's not <laughs> coil him up. Yeah, he's not. They don't care about his comfort. Just coil him up like they an just want the cord. living specimen. That's true. That is true. But uh, Hank, do you have any other theories on the uh, the pods in the in the vault? I. 
No, I mean, I feel like I'd like to see the thing they kept uh, Luminari on Dooley in. It had a glass Either. window in it. Yeah. Uh, that we but, saw her. I mean, we can't see the fronts. Of, oh, I guess we do see the fronts of these because. I just assumed that. We do see the backside of the. when Because they're uh, assuming they're all facing the center. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe. I just assume that those diamond shaped, uh, I'm going to call them what I think are doors. Yeah. Uh, probably are on both sides of those. Maybe it's oh, possible. Maybe. You've got multiple. I mean, I don't know if these are separate, separate uh, uh, chambers that are attached to that central hub, or if it's one large chamber, if it's right. one large chamber, then it's got multiple doors. I don't know. I don't know. Well, tell us what you guys think, because we want to know what you guys think mm-hmm. and stuff, because certainly... I got a Hail Mary for you coming up. Oh, yeah, cool. Right, All do right. it, do it. So they approach one of the front four chambers, and Dr. Hemlock opens it, and he informs the Emperor that with more time and resources, he's confident they will have the successful M-count replication. This is the total... Uh, uh, this is... Um, what's what's the movie? It's... Um, Oh my God! It's the pulp fiction moment. Yeah, open yeah. the case, but you yeah, you don't see what's in the case. Speaking of pulp no. fiction, uh, the emperor tells him that there's nothing of greater importance to securing the future of this great empire. No, whatever is needed to accomplish this goal, Hemlock you shall, shall have, have it. it. And Hemlock, he gets this twisted smile come across his face as the emperor looks away. Here's my hail mary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's looking in there, and it's glowing back at him. What if it's Mace Windu? Oh, that's a great Hail Mary. The body of Mace Windu, not dead, retrieved, yeah. put in here because of his high count, making him a very viable specimen, especially with Sam Jackson petitioning to bring him back. To come back. There's your window. Hmm. Is there, if, let's just say this for a second. Is there a window for him to get out of this situation and be active in the galaxy again? By the end of this season, yes. You think so? Yes. Then the same could be said of anybody that's in there. Yeah. So like that whole, like maybe it is like Yeti Mundi and Ailis Akur and all well, those especially others. Especially if it's Grogu. He yeah. 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 No, you're absolutely right. So I, I want Mace Windu back as much as anybody else. I don't know if I want yeah. him back through this means, but I, I am. I oh, feel like if he survived be... that encounter at all, Mace window. He just stood up and wiped himself off immediately after and wasn't right. like captured by the Empire kind of thing. But and who knows? Cyber who knows? Hand. Mm. <laughs> I want him to wield the force without it. Like this that. is gonna oh absolutely, yeah. This is gonna bother me until we see what's in there. Yeah. And that's yeah. we I believe firmly we will see what's I, in there. And I hope they don't it's by far waste. the coolest thing in the three episodes. I don't want it to be like episode what there's 15 this season. I don't want it in episode 14. No. Like you've introduced me now. You've got my interest up. Let's go do mission of the week next week and then come back to this the following week and show me. Yeah. Are there 13 more weeks or is this like a 15 episodes, more double episodes? Yeah, we get, we get a, we get a couple, a couple double episode drops so, over yeah. the course of the season. Yeah. 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 Back here. Uh, we cut again to the centrifuge as Omega sample spins another slot closer to being tested. Uh, but before that, we switch to Omega's room where Emery enters to check on her, only to find that she's gone. Only the Tuka doll remains. Car sighs and then exits the room. Meanwhile, Omega and Crosshair have reached the Luka Kenner or Lurka Kennels where they shoot K9X1 upon entry before the droid can raise the alarm. And security, uh, uh, I love this moment as they pass the droid, 
crosshair shoots it again for a double tap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, as you see there, Omega's blaster is no longer on stun. Oh, yeah. no, it's definitely set to, yeah. uh, yeah. But yeah, that's nice and red. Crosshair asks, what's next? And Omega tells him that they'll use the kill shoot to get outside. It's protected by a timed ray shield, and they'll have to move fast or risk being trapped inside. The other lurker hounds snarl, or snarl and growl at them, but Omega notes that they can use Batcher's shoot. Just then, Emery Carr enters the room and calls to Omega. Crosshair takes aim instantly, but Omega implores him not to shoot. And Emery suggests that Omega should return to her room, but Crosshair counters to her cell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Emery tries to convince them that neither one of them is thinking clearly, but it's not too late. If they return with her, no one needs to know about this. Except those two guards locked yeah, up in well. the cell right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're probably awake now. Yeah. Rattling the cage, maybe. But Omega tells her she can't do that. She spent most of her life confined on Camino, and she won't stay trapped here, too. Omega tries to appeal to her clone background, saying, you're one of us, and asking her for help. Crosshair visibly adjusts his blaster at this point back from yeah. kill. Click. Oh, like off of kill back to yeah, stuff. Yeah. And he just he it back. It back. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. again, paying attention to that, he's making moral choices, right? Right. But yeah, I guess so. Because like Omega holds a place for Emery. Yeah, it was almost the come with us moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I thought we were going to get that actually. Yeah. But uh, Emery tells them that escape is not possible and this is for her own good before a triggering an alert on her comlink device. And as soon as she hits it, crosshair stuns her and car falls to the ground. But the light on the comlink is now blinking in alert as it rolls out of his hand or out of her hand. It's too bad that that happened because like, given the type of character that uh, Hemlock is, I, I feel like Emery's in for a rough time before oh, she, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Oh, you were there and you didn't uh, right away. You didn't do anything. Yeah. You can have Omega cell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Omega unlocks the final door and the two rush down the chute towards the outside. But like you're saying there, Emery is at this point thinking this is for Omega's good. Like we'll just put this back in the box. Oh yeah. Yeah. Happens, we'll be okay. And there it is. Put it back in the box, but you can't put it back in the box. No, right. No. I mean, she Omega's already won her over spiritually. That's yes. what the Tuka doll being give, gifted back to her. Given her back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Emery is well on her way to questioning her own, oh, her own life. Uh, she's she, just not there yet. No, because like without showing emotion, she's actually showing care for Omega. She wants. Yeah, she's yeah, a lot yeah. like a female tech man. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But, uh, elsewhere, the Emperor concludes his visit, and he tells Hemlock that it is imperative to keep the Wayland facility secret and secure, as there are many within their own ranks that would consider the work being done there an abomination. Okay, so natural. I, I got a point here. There's but they lack of the vision we possess. Yeah. So there's a there's a comic where the emperor is uh animating technology with uh like making force sensitive I'm trying to explain exactly what it is. It's they're artificially producing force like abilities using technology, not using okay spirituality or magic or anything they're, they're yeah, using yeah. technology to amplify beings into being able to use force like abilities and this disgusts Vader like it's heresy oh yeah he hates the idea and, and Palpatine mocks him going you're that technology Ooh. 
So do we think that these other people that would not like what he's doing here yeah. be Vader? Because there's one thing that Vader, like the rule of two is that Vader one day will surpass him. That's right, yeah. But his contingency plan is not that. He never took no. Vader to surpass him. No, he took he Vader as to a weapon. A, a tool, yeah. A tool until he could figure out how to surpass himself. Well, so, at this point, still in the galaxy, right? There's still an illusion of the empire is of good. real government. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, I guess so. So yeah. maybe he's just fearing a chance of them rising up before he's ready for them to do so. Yeah. You get the impression that they maintained the illusion of actual government right up until it was too late. Yeah. Well, that's the regional governors. We see when they give up the illusion in a new hope. Yeah. You yeah. actually see yeah. the moment they give it up. Yeah, the line from Tarkin about how the last remnants have been swept away. Right. Yeah. yeah. Abolishing the council is when it officially, yeah. abol uh, sorry, abolishing the Senate. The Senate. Yeah. 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 And I think that is where he's mainly focusing on them thinking that this is an abomination. In so the maybe comments, he's, maybe he's referring to the emperor. I was going to say, maybe he's referring to his political opposition in that sense. Yes. In the comics, Masamita tries to take over the empire. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what, out of like, uh ambition or yeah yeah oh, wow. absolutely yeah but, uh, emperor palpatine continues but they lack the vision we possess and then he praises hemlock's brilliance calling him a great asset to the empire and hemlock chooses this moment uh to pose that if he were appointed to the position of science minister he would bring unleashed glory to all the divisions of the science corps what if so, he was what yeah so like head minister and again how many divisions are in this science core i and is there I, something is there something veiled in that wording no i think this is that you know all of the stuff that was alluded to about how the uh the emperor like the people that surrounded that wanted to be close to the emperor were all craving power yes i think this is a a really good we've never really seen that before you know I we've think, never seen someone close I, to the emperor try I, to to scratch out a better life I, in the system yeah, I think we're seeing that with Hemlock. Yeah. I think that the his use of the turning of phrase of unleashed. Oh yeah, points directly at like unleashing clone, whatever the hell he's building. The force unleashed. Oh right, a clone that can wield the force. Star Killer. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the last time we got Star Killer vibes, we were wrong. <laughs> We I know so wrong. I'll throw it out once a season to see where it sticks. <laughs> so the clone the, assassin the clone is Star Killer. <laughs> Star Killer's uh, in the in the pod. In the what pod. I'm saying is, if granted the power to be, well, to have all the resources he could need, that's he true. would unleash this technology. And he or, did say, he did say, if we can't match or exceed the M count. It's a failure. Andy, you brought up a thing. We were talking in our private chat. You we were talking about the blood and, and you had proposed. Why not Vader's blood? The highest M count of any known Jedi. Yeah. It totally makes sense to use Vader blood. True. Mm. And he would have access to it. He's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Every time you, every time he gets out of that suit, every time he gets out of the suit, we'll just take the sample right off the, the, the needles. Just yeah. pick a scab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get thing built into the suit to take. That's what I mean. Exactly. Totally, there could be. Oh yeah. I mean, I I won't rule out that the the chosen one was a part of this plan. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and again, so it, many... it goes all back to how much did Palpatine foresee? 
Yeah. And is that something they're going to tackle in the Acolyte? I mean, he's still grasping at these straws mid-original uh, trilogy. Yeah. Like, according yep. to the comic, he acquires Luke's hand for this very reason. His so hand they, is they still have perfected it. Wow. Yeah. Right? Wow. Right? And then right. and then 30 years later, they still, or sorry, five years later, they still need Grogu. Yeah. So he's been grasping at this very straw for a long time. And yet we would all agree, I think, that the version of the Emperor, the cloned version of the Emperor uh, in uh, Rise The Rise of Skywalker. of Skywalker would be considered a more of a success than Snoke, even though uh, it was like half a right. body and there, suspended on a machine. I can't remember where I read it, but there was a theory that the, the Emperor that we get in Return of the Jedi is already a clone. Is already a clone. Yeah. Oh. But they don't last long. And so he needs something that lasts infinitely yeah 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 but he can pump himself into a clone of himself all day long but if it lasts three weeks infinitely replaceable yeah certainly snoke is powerful he tosses oh Kylo of course yeah yeah, yeah. Around like a rag doll he, yeah yeah he's deflecting lightning and you know things of that nature of course yeah he actually bites luke skywalker toe to toe right oh yeah yeah point. yeah Before I'm boarding the ship, the Emperor pauses and tells Hemlock, all in due time. And then he boards and departs. It's just like, here's a carrot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. As the Emperor's ship lifts off, Clone Commando Scorch informs Hemlock of Omega and Crosshair are missing. And the alarm was just triggered in the Lurka kennels. Hemlock sternly instructs the Commando to seal it off and Scorch radios to activate the ray shields. We catch up with Crosshair and Omega running through the tunnels as the ray shields start to come back online and really reminiscent of the ray shielding in the Phantom Menace during the yeah. of the fates. Yep. 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 But Crosshair implores Omega to move quicker uh, so they don't get yeah. trapped. Run faster. Yeah. And they leap outside just as the final door shuts behind them. Crosshair asks which direction the crash shuttle is, but Omega doesn't know. <laughs> so again, we're winging this. Oh, you really meant no plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But looking skyward, he notices the Emperor ship leaving and suggests that they follow the flight or the same flight path, and they rush off into the trees. Sure, because a secret shuttle would follow the traditional flight plan. <laughs> anyway, Shortly. that's a good theory. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, let, let's let's just sit on that for a second. Okay. If they could remove Camino from the Jedi archive, why couldn't yeah. they why couldn't Wayland. they remove Wayland? Right. Right. So maybe at this point the Jedi archive is destroyed. Yes. I mean it's in possession yeah. of yeah, yeah. Oh, so you might have public records that that may already exist. Yeah, it's like a known thing. You know, I mean, if if the Emperor Good was point, so though. all seeing, all telling, and maybe Wayland was a relatively new surveyed world. And that's just it though. He's 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 almost like his own foil. He keeps missing the mark. Yeah. He, I mean, yeah, the Empire is horrible and he's doing all these things and they're doing it in his name and he is powerful, but he, he, he's almost like a sad sap. He keeps missing the mark. Yeah. For 50 years, he misses the mark. Just, just, oh, my, my all powerful apprentice has just been cut in thirds. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> all I was just trying to say is that maybe Wayland is, you know, not 
there is no public knowledge or public record of of Wayland. Uh, no, that's probably true. You wouldn't need a secret flight plan because there there's only people coming there are military traffic. Just thought of something too. If the theory, if the theory that he created Anakin by influencing the midi chlorines, could that mean yeah. that his plan was to put his spirit in having his DNA? Could he then put his in a functioning Anakin? Would that have been the plan originally? That actually that tracks for me. Yeah, that totally tracks for me. Oh, the chosen one, eh? The highest midichlorian count. Mm, I can, I can. Yeah, that. That'll do. Yeah, me. and then yeah. now he's, you know, he's he's ineffectual. Like he's, you know, yeah, kind of cool. Yeah. But again, like I think that's why it's just like a run of the mill shuttle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. Yeah, I it's agree. Like, like you say, Air Force One doesn't go on. Recon no. <laughs> no, 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 it doesn't. <laughs> no. Yeah, and I mean, especially like we can make an argument for the like those uniform guys, the the Comtex. Yeah, we're just going to reuse the animation assets, but they already have the animation asset for the the was it the the Eta the Eta class yeah. shuttle. Yeah, they had it in the Clone Wars, so. Uh, shortly, the clone commandos Hemlock and Nalase arrive in the Lurka kennels, uh, finding Emery on the ground. Hemlock demands to know what happened, and as she regains her footing, without hesitation, Emery relays that Omega had one of the data pads and used it to access the chute. Scorch checks the control panel, finding that they did indeed make it past the ray shields, and Hemlock calls for patrols to be dispatched, and then that the Lurkas be released. The chute's open, and the hounds rush outside. Release the hounds, Smithers. Release the hounds. <laughs> but Emery notes to Hemlock that the lurkers will not bring them back alive. But Hemlock, visibly upset, and again, wringing that hand like no tomorrow. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, he says the time for half measures is over. They are escaped prisoners. And uh, Emery, again, tries to suggest an alternative, but he cuts her off and demands she gets back to work in the lab. She pauses a moment, then exits. And again, why the hand? Why? Yeah, what's underneath what? that glove, man? Yeah, is that maybe that's going to be the next mystery, like the unexplained mystery, like Yoda's like his under something. that hand or something? Yeah. <laughs> like right now, he's just whispering flesh. in his ear. He's like, "Shut yeah, up! Really. Shut up! Shut up!" It's yeah, like yeah. a little emperor puppet. <laughs> it's the it's the in the same vein the the talking hand from Vampire Hunter yes. D. <laughs> but. Uh, Hemlock pauses a moment and then ponders how Nalase's assistant managed to escape, further pondering that she must have had help. But Nalase tells him that she's been right by his side, and he instructs the clone commandos to secure her in a cell. He then calls to scramble a recovery team, and the other commando exits. And we get to hear that all-familiar klaxon alarm go off as uh, troopers rush towards four row-class transport shuttles and depart to uh, the search the surrounding jungle. Omega reads the data pad as they hurry through the trees but uh, and notes that they're getting a signal coming from up ahead. So, you know, they're getting close. But uh, behind them, they hear the growling of the approaching Lurka hounds. And so into the darkness, they rush forward. But Omega trips on a tree root, throwing her to the ground. Crosshair picks up the data pad, but instead of running on himself, he returns it to Omega and helps her to his feet. Isn't that something, feet. eh? Yeah. Mm, so yeah. again, there, like I would leave you behind. I would give it a second thought. No. Well, we're here yeah. now. And he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah. But no sooner are they standing, uh, are they back standing, but a huge hulking humanoid shape rises from behind a log, letting out a guttural roar. And we get our first look at the creature hinted back in the first episode of this. Yeah. Season. Yeah. 
the first on-screen appearance of the Dryax. Is that what we're calling this? That's what yeah. we're calling it. Yeah. Uh, the Dryax were first mentioned in a databank entry on StarWars.com for Wayland. Oh, wow. Uh, that was added back in March 29th of 2023. So that, oh, that's good then. That's new. Uh, the databank replaced the old, uh, the old archive on uh, yeah. StarWars.com. Yeah. And this concept art here was created for this episode by Clint Felker. Uh, with the original description being a massive bear slash panther like monster. That's cool. Yeah. So, and do we think, so, I mean, I had made a mention in uh, my episode that it was native species, but I mean, that they may say not this, be the case. No, this is say this is native to whale. Oh, it is. Okay. So this is what the, the lurka hounds were keeping at bay from the perimeter. Yes. Of from Mount the Tantus. apex predator there. I like, it's a great design. So chances are, this like is what it. was ripping apart those poor soldiers who crashed. Yeah, uh, sad to be them. Yep. But, uh, back to our action here. Uh, Crosshair raises his blaster, but the three Lurka Hounds have arrived, and all three go on the attack against the Dryax, providing a distraction for Crosshair and Omega to uh, get away and arrive at the downed ship. Uh, to their delight, the power comes on in the ship, and we cut fast to the medical lab where we find Emery Carr returning to the lab to continue testing and Omega sample it's drawing closer to the top and like a clock countdown, it gets another. Oh yeah. Click. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, doomsday. Yeah. Back at the ship crosshair asks if there's anything, but Omega relays that the comms are dead and heading back outside. They hear one of the approaching shuttles. So they take cover around the side of the ship. The shuttle pilot, he uh, notes that there's an odd energy spike coming in sector four and heads towards it. But below, Omega apologizes, saying she thought it would work. But in an almost comforting statement, Crosshair tells her, you got us this far, and we're not done yet. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Good for him. Yeah. He then reply, or asks her if uh, they taught her Plan 72, which she replies, yes, Tech had her memorize all the plans. They nod to each other and head off into the jungle in separate directions. I like his response to that. Of course, of course he, did. he did. Yeah. Yeah. Of course <laughs> he did. It's an, it's a moment of annoyance, but yet there's an affection there as yeah, well. Right. It's a recognition. Like, Oh yeah. yeah, that's, I knew he would do that. Yeah. But the shuttle comes in low, hovering over the crash site, shining a spotlight on the down ship below inside the commandos, uh, ready their self or, uh, the clone commando readies the stormtroopers, noting, uh Oh, what happened there? I don't know. I know what happened. It goes did white you, for 10 seconds. Slide? <laughs> uh, no, we just got to uh, present something here. Okay. Is it in two batches? Huh. I see what you did there. Wait, 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 wait. That shouldn't do that. No. What am I doing here? I don't know. Did we max out? Uh, I really hope not. No, I mean, we've done slideshows way bigger than this. That there we think. go. No, I, I think I, I know what happened. Oh, did you edit after yeah. after I uploaded? So you need the, the newest version. Yeah. Oh, it's my fault. <laughs> it's my fault and I didn't even know it. So I added them to the slides late last night. I was hoping <laughs> I could get them under the wire. Yeah. I didn't realize you'd done an edit. Oh, I was still working on them this morning. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Technical oh, that's okay. That's all right. Please stand by. 
you can just do the drop down. It'll take your art, click through them one at a time. <laughs> it's not that many, I guess. There we go. Aha, there it is. I'm like, what happened? It's a great shot. Oh, that's, that's a great comment. Uh, Crosshair saying, you got us this far and we're not done yet. Made me smile. Yeah, me too. Like, yeah. we're going to we're gonna get out of this. He's coming around to the idea, like, you didn't leave me behind. And yeah. that means something. Yeah, I, I liked it as well. But uh, inside the shuttle, the clone commando readies the stormtroopers, noting that they need those prisoners found. And they hook onto the cables and drop down to the jungle floor below. Searching around the ship, they find nothing. And as they move to the front hatch, they again find nothing but an empty hangar. And no sooner do they spot this, but Crosshair begins to open fire on them from the shadows of the jungle. His first shot goes wide and he glares at his shaking hand, but he continues to fire and move, keeping the stormtroopers off balance. I mean, if nothing else, he gets them to duck. Yeah. 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 But the clone commando radios back that uh, they've engaged the prisoners and Omega uses this opportunity to make her way to one of the drop cables. But before she can ascend, a stormtrooper arrives and commands her to stand down. And she replies with a coy, hello. <laughs> <laughs> but the trooper hello. again commands her, stand down. But a lurkahound bounds out of the darkness, knocking the trooper down. And Omega stuns the down trooper, and we find out it's Batcher. You mean the anthropomorphized lurkahound that's currently smiling at her? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Batcher, the lurkahound that Omega showed the kindness to. Domesticated lives. And he survived out here. So she, eh, hemlock. She, uh, she identified yes. formally as a female. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, Omega tells Batcher to stay close as she rises up the cable. And meanwhile, Crosshair engages the clone commando in hand to hand combat, finally knocking him out. Once aboard the ship, Omega makes her way stealthily to the cockpit where uh, she stuns the unknowing pilot. And uh, the ship, as uh, with no controller, starts to sway. So she pushes him out of the way and takes control. Now in control, she turns the ship towards the remaining troopers and open fire. Yeah, yeah, good job on that. Yeah, Omega opens the cargo bay doors and Crosshair rushes forward, leaping aboard the ship. I mean, there's there. Speaking of uh, you know Boba Fett being the or Omega being the the sister to Boba Fett. Yeah. Uh, Attack of the Clones, anyone? When uh, mm-hmm. young Boba mm-hmm. turns the the guns on Slave One at Obi Wan. Like yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was interesting too, and I don't know if this is a, a thing. And you played Republic Commando much more extensively than I did, but Crosshair appears to snap the neck of that clone oh, commander. Oh, yeah, I got that as and well. And the light goes out in his helmet when he does yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, I never even thought about that. But I mean, that's definitely a visual for us. But yeah. we had thought, like, are they animating corpses and stuffing them in? Remember, we had thought, why are there so many clone commandos? There yeah. are a lot of them. No, that's true. So I, I was wondering if that part of on some yeah. level of experiment, but you know, snap its neck and the light goes out is, I mean, maybe that is the, the visual cue for the audience, but it could just be something that simple. Yeah. Interesting choice. I think putting a light in your helmet's a bad idea to begin with. When talk very strange. Yeah. 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 When you're operating at night in the jungle, look at there, here they come. That look always made me feel like they were cryogenically frozen inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Icy blue. Mr. Freeze. <laughs> <laughs> Commando freeze. Clone pops. Chill out. <laughs> but Omega, she puts the ship in hover and then goes back down to provide cover fire for Crosshair. And she fires on the troopers who radio back that their shuttle has been hijacked. 
at the base, four Imperial V-Wing starfighters are dispatched, and the troopers continue to fire up at the shuttle as Crosshair throws the unconscious pilot out the window and assumes the controls. Back in the cargo hold, Omega whistles for Batcher, and the Lurkahound bounds forward, knocking down several troops before leaping aboard. And the cargo bay door closes as the ship rises, troopers still firing on the craft. The shuttle takes to the sky, uh, but four V-Wings are instantly in pursuit. And we cut back to the lab, and Emery is working away as Omega sample has finally lined up to be Click. tested. It's midnight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The console starts beeping as Omega's image appears on the screen, and a yellow light is highlighting her blood sample on the centrifuge. Uh, Emery turns to see this, and it causes her to pause. So again, show an emotion without showing that emotion, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside, the base's turbo lasers take aim and uh, begin to fire on the shuttle. V-Wing still in pursuit. One shot grazes the backside of the ship, and inside, Batcher takes shelter in a corner. Omega cries out that they're locked onto them and she can't shake them, and systems are failing. But back in the base, Hemlock demands the ship be neutralized, just as Emery Carr bursts in the door and tells him to stop. Don't, Don't shoot, shoot down the ship. She further tells him that the clone sample supports a positive M count uh, transfer with no degradation. And Hemlock questions that CT9904 was ruled out, but she corrects him. It's Omega. Yeah. Hemlock snatches the data pad away from Carr and then barks to call off the V-Wings. And the clone commando questions it like they're escaping. But he barks at them for her to stand down as they yeah. need her alive. Smoke billows out of the back of the shuttle. And suddenly the V-Wings peel off. Crosshair and Omega make the jump to hyperspace and they're gone. And we see back at the uh, communication center, the red indicator has disappeared from the display. Yeah. Hemlock calls it only a minor setback as he has the full full resources of the Empire at his disposal and they will find her. He's about to get his own Star Destroyer. Yep. 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 With that, Hemlock strolls out of the communication center and Emery stands looking side to side through her tinted red glasses as she ponders. Yeah, she's in that, like, oh, what do I do? I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I guess she saved her, but you also just put the entire empire on her. Mm. Man. So, yeah, um, definitely the the most exciting episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, like, direct connections forward and backwards, too. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, obviously, the the vault stuff, I think, is probably some of the most interesting stuff that's going on. And certainly, we have the most the most questions and discussion yes, around yeah. that. That little scene, it, it, it has implications for all eras of Star Wars. Oh, all at yeah. once. Like, yeah. It absolutely does. Wow. Now, circling back to it, uh, as we can Ooh. see there. Oh, yeah, here we go. Three large chambers, and I think the center one is housing the Zillow bees. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying now. Three of those. I thought that each, because I saw the look at the man size ones, yeah. and I take it as like each has one door. And I thought, oh, there's multiple doors on uh, the central on the one. one unless the big one is literally just like a vader chamber that you know oh i never that's entirely possible too they could all be like that for all we it know. could be yeah but like you know counting out the little streams of light coming out of the top and there are 22 at least 22 hmm. because there could be more behind that center chamber it's true none right. of them appear to be smaller like i was looking for a tiny one you know what i mean like yeah I hear what you're saying. Yeah, like a Grogu sized. Uh, yeah, like a Grogu sized one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or a Yaddle, like a, they do. 
have her squished. body. <laughs> Did she get squished in the door? She gets squished in the door. So they have yeah, her yeah, body. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they have her material. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a better, probably a better description. Mm-hmm. Again, we're going to go back to this and there is going to be some kind of reveal. There and, has to uh, be something coming out of this. Man, I, I just, I, I want to know now. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes. I want to know now. <laughs> but if they did, we would never be able to do 15 no, episodes. You're right. You're right. No. <laughs> I can't no. do an avatar podcast because they released all the episodes at once. They did all at one time. Um, but we did get through the first three. Yeah, man. Heck man yeah. And it's actually, you know what? It, uh, I figured we we're, we're tracking right, right where I thought we would. It's almost uh, four o'clock our time. So we were just about an hour per, yeah, per episode, give or take. Yeah. Which I thought was, uh, was pretty good. So, um, I do want to say thank you to everybody who, uh, took the time out of their afternoon to come and hang out with us. I know, uh, it's not our regular time slot, but, uh, things happen, life happens. And of course the release schedule kind of, uh, dictated that one. And we wanted to get them all in, in uh, one shot so that we weren't, uh, taking too much time to get the, to get the show out to you. Definitely don't want to be behind for next week. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, like I said, we are going to be every Sunday night, uh, right up until what did I say? The, uh, the fifth of of May. And Um, there's not a lot of breathing room before. No, I'm assuming we're going to go ahead and do the accolade regardless of its Oh, yeah. Unlikely. yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't even care what era it said. And oh, Doug, hey, Doug, thanks for showing up. Uh, great presentation. Thank you. Uh, Sarah, great show, guys. Thank you. Of course. Yeah. And Kay, awesome show as always. Thank you very much for uh, watching. I always say, you know, if, you, if you've never watched any of these episodes, you could just come to our show and experience it like an audio book and uh, get in on the conversation because we do love talking Star Wars here. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will be back uh, next week. Andy and I will be back on Tuesday night uh, for Random Fandom as that continues. It's uh, our ongoing series. Hank, I like a mystery, may or may not. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do my best. Uh, things are <laughs> starting to open up for me. No, so. no, man. There's no, there's no pressure. You no, go when you want to and uh, everything is cool. Uh, and yeah, um, Stay tuned for more because there will be more. There will be. Absolutely. And same uh, batch time. <laughs> same batch time, same batch channel. And like I say, whatever your thing is, fan on. And for Fandom Power, my name is Wes. Mandy. And I'm Hank. We'll see you in the next one. Bye for now. Hey guys. Thanks for listening to Fandom Power. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking about another one of your favorite fandoms.